0: <laughs> I, was like, all right. I was like, man, get the only thing that can defeat wow. Mike wilkins right? Doesn't Bully. that sound yeah. wild? Did you right Yeah. So check it out. Turn yours down for you. He can. Yeah, you can yeah. Each one Man, right so, on. So like, Fancy. hear it now. Like now, it sounds like shit because I'm yeah. away from the mic. But like, when you get up on it, right? That is substantial. Crazy, right? Now fall back. I'll <laughs> test it way back here and see how different it sounds. Yeah, it's different. All right, right My turn. Isn't that crazy? hello 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 is there anybody out there he went down with it too well, uh, that was not that smooth move.
1: several <laughs> several skills
0: he's an office chair expert among other things who knew
1: hey, question
0: what was the um the sound issue last time what
1: for the award show yeah 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 those first five minutes brutal dude Couldn't i was suffering i was I like,
0: Bro. I, was <laughs> I, checked, like Bro. I checked my phone and had like 12 different people messaging me about it <laughs> probably all 12 people watching you
1: know yeah <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude i love uh yeah, podcasts we, i love them up? um i love to like listen to them passively while i'm doing things uh, so i'm not a very good live sure, sure. like i don't listen so to that's any that's podcast yeah. live you know what my favorite podcast sure. is hit me frl I don't know I don't even you don't know, know Is that Willie's? Well, no, Willie's now at Matt Scouts, but I do like his. His okay. is the first word. It used to Yeah, so, Flo. There you go. Yeah. So uh it's uh it was like it was originally Christian, then Christian oh, and okay. Willie. okay. And then All Bracky right. and Nomad came on as the peanut gallery and nice. then everything went down and now it's Christian jd raider ben Askren, and occasionally they get shane sparks in that's a good mix for sure they're on like episode like 880 something they were doing that when i worked there yeah that's why i was like yeah that's crazy they were on they're on episode like 880 something and i probably like have listened to i've definitely listened to over 800 (laughs) religious oh it's like no one loves wrestling more than mike dude it's my number one thing like well my thing with that show though is like all these dudes like like if you bring up like like any of them i feel like i know them Mm -hmm. they have no idea who i am but But they should i'm like oh yeah christian said this man like oh like what an idiot like uh (laughs) (laughs) he's just like yeah i'm like i talk like like he's my boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you you have any flow shirts or anything uh no i don't have flow shirts but i got a couple posts on my instagram where flow like shouts me out like during like a feed 'Cause I'll like tweet in the like bader okay. and stuff, and I'll be like, actually that's the wrong dude. And it will be like, Oh, word. Okay. Thanks, Mike Wilkins, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Do they know that like you're a coach and a wrestler yourself, or do they think this is just some nah. super fan that they got? <laughs> yeah, just probably something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. The biggest fanboy on earth. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, for how, sure. How we look in there, Danny Palm adjusting you're me. Keep adjusting me, guys. bro. Out of focus. I'm like, I'm like always out of focus on this camera. I think I'm like Bigfoot. Like you, <laughs> you, you just ever, can't be captured properly. I think Bigfoot is actually blurry. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah. ever heard that. Like, I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me because there's a large out of focus monster roaming the countryside. So this podcast was a long time coming, boys, was we've excited. had like nine tenths of the stout fight team, I think, in here yeah. at this point. I know I couldn't
1: stand all the shine they were getting. Out of it. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. We need to let people see how terrible you two actually are. after yeah. they talk you I up. mean, they definitely like said some really nice things about us and like everything nice they said about wills absolutely deserved. Everything nice right. they said about me was out of fear. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's the way to coach,
0: dude. <laughs> but then look at you repping your guys. You're here with the Brit sweatshirt. That's beautiful. This, the, the
1: brother, the brother. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, I like this. It's a good look. Those <laughs> colors are sick. Yeah, yeah. Neon. So sh- this is our third uh shirt. Her first one was cool. Just like her, she's sunshine. That's like her mm-hmm. her name. Um, and it was just like you know it said sunshine on it was cool and I like that. Uh, but her second one was just like our logo. But we like do like florets around our logo. Um, so she just put like sunshine rays, but it didn't have her name on it or anything. And, and I was like, I don't like this shirt. Yeah. Like if I'm buying a, a Brittany Bickhart shirt, like right. I want it. Like it just looks like a gym shirt, which For like sure. I like, which I is like cool. you promoting the gym, but like I'm trying to get your shirt. Promote you. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, never do one without your name again. Who do you think at the gym is the best about promoting themselves as a fighter, as a brand? Lucas. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's that actually a safe bit not even that wasn't even like difficult. I almost went with Britt just because I don't know if you see, she just did an Instagram video to sell her shirt and she like yeah. walks in with her pit vipers on, she slaps a water bottle out of this I didn't girl's see hand. This. Oh, no. oh dude, it's sick. She slaps a water bottle out of this girl's hand, puts a white claw on her hand, and so it's <laughs> like, brother, and just like runs her whole like bit. And it was like real good. So that's, that's like awesome. fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah, And I really like the creativity of that. That's but really definitely good. like Lucas is the most like He's, he's consistent. most active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. very consistent. Um I don't have TikTok, but I heard that he has a large TikTok following. Yeah. Um so there's that and I think that's all going to pay off, right? For so sure. Like that's one thing that I definitely regretted uh like or that's one thing that I should have done. I could have and should have done better uh with my career, but I just felt like corny doing yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. You know, I get that. And I had a lot of misguided like ideas oh. about how to progress myself. Um I think because like, you know, like uh, I was like the first wave mm-hmm. that came through. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you think of like, you know, you're like, OG Pittsburgh fighters like of my generation, when it, when it first became like visible, mm-hmm. right? Like you had like, you know, like comma me, Cherico, Justin, Steve, Joe you know, D-more. he who needs. Yeah. Joe DeMore more uh, and, and stuff like that. But like um, out of that, like group uh justin steve went pro in like july of 11 and then i went pro in november of 11. nice and then i think like cherico went pro somewhere in 2012. okay and like stuff like that so like you know we were like the first ones to really like jump yeah and uh so there was like nobody to follow nobody ahead to like be like oh this is how i you should do. try this yeah yeah you gotta like make these like yeah, I didn't even have Instagram, but yet. it paid off because sure. now did Instagram exist at that? the point next generation has you. Yeah. That's the one thing that, like, it makes me feel better about like maybe some of my shortcomings is that, you know, since I'm still in the game as a coach, they're useful. You yeah. Know, they weren't for, uh, they weren't for not.
0: Yeah. How good does that feel, man, as a, in your position, you guys both can speak from experience. Like when you tell these Kids do something. Kids. They're, yeah. you know, No, they're adults. kids. Yeah. They're kids. Some of them seem like <laughs> kids, kids to me. For they're all sure. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a single one of them has grown. But to have that authority where, like, you're, there's a kindness to it because you guys care about them. They're in your gym. Like, you guys have personal relationships. But at the same time, you're speaking from experience.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. I think that's something that you earn from them. Uh, you know, like, because it's not like, just because you did it doesn't mean you deserve to be respected and listened 100%. to um it's something you earn from them and i think one thing that helps maybe in my case earn that is that like i just assume they don't care mm. you know what i mean and i'm like yeah they don't give a they don't give a shit about what i did like <laughs> da, 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 and stuff like that like so every time i'm teaching a technique or explaining like a strategy or giving advice on maybe some ideas on how to handle your career and your training like preparation and like how you're gonna like segment it and stuff like that. Like, I always go into pretty great detail on why, you know? Okay, it's not just, oh, Mike said to do it, so do it. I give them the whys, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And like that kind of like to me, like cements that, like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. And sometimes I do that for myself, right? Like, sometimes you know, you get a little. Bit of imposter syndrome you're like do i really even like know all that much <laughs> right and then occasionally you'll surprise yourself and you'll be like oh i know i know I a little clearly bit. know
0: some stuff well your guys went what 13 and one with us this year that i'd say you guys know a thing
1: or two probably 13 and one Hopefully. so when we went into that last card nine and oh i didn't know that
0: yeah yeah like, nine we and didn't either honestly we, yeah. we were like holy shit. yeah just like yeah. went
1: right under the radar right. you know so you think we had three on the april card oh excuse me um and then uh, Vasoki in May, mm-hmm. then three in July, and then how many Miguel oh. and Lucas in October, right. and then the five at the end. Crazy, yeah. crazy
0: that you remembered that breakdown
1: too. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got that's a, a, a Mike was, thing. I got a wild memory.
2: <laughs> Mike remembers like Mario Kart scores we had from like years ago. Well, yeah. What
1: was the, what was the score? Oh, I was, I took a lot of L's, but Locke, <laughs> Locke, Locke held all the L's. <laughs> I'm gonna need that clip. <laughs> that's
0: awesome oh yeah did
1: we miss the clap oh dude we totally didn't clap what was it recording you clapped you clapped when you said like that's why we we do this. okay we were recording. so we might have been like yeah so
0: okay so mike was keeping me honest he said ever since he saw the podcast where i think it was tim bailey where i clapped at the beginning he he's a fan he looks for the clap specifically now for the clap. so it
1: would be a shame if i forgot the clap on mike's podcast i do got to give you like a lot of credit like i love i love the podcast thanks dude. i do really i was surprised at how much i like it not not like that i was surprised at like the skill level and the presentation of yeah, it yeah, i wasn't yeah. surprised by that especially you being like such a long time pro right, right uh in this space but like i was surprised at how much like i cared about what all these little idiots had to say, you <laughs> yeah. know, like all these dudes, they're yeah. just coming up. And I'm like, yeah, you punk kids, get off my lawn. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm here, like I'm glued in. I'm like, like oh man, they got lives. Like they're I like real that. People. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's what you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm interested by like all my youngins. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's awesome, dude. Yeah.
0: That's always been, because like you said, I was obviously in MMA journalism for a long time. Yeah, that's how I've always tried to interview people is like, I'm just going to talk to you. So many people will pre write questions. And I'm like, that will never work. How many conversations like you're never sitting in somebody's living room with like an agenda of things to talk about, bro.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to do it. And people are interesting people. Like I was just talking about FRL. And I'm like, Oh, I feel like I know these dudes, which I don't know them, you know? Yeah. And why do I feel like I know them? Because they're just in conversation. Right? Like, yeah. Why did I go there? Because I want to hear about what's going on in the wrestling community things like that get insider like info and stuff like that but like what got me to stay like they'll do episode like they'll get they go off track so much some episodes they barely talk about wrestling that's awesome and i'm like in you're in it no matter what you just want to did you know bracky when you were at yeah i did actually yeah dude bracky so he's at wvu he's the director of ops right dude like i miss him being on so much because he's the man yeah dude he would do alien hour which obviously has nothing to do with wrestling, and he'd like talk about like Mothman and conspiracies. Like, and stuff. Yeah, dude, it was <laughs> so fun. Beautiful. I learned so much. Like the Avril Levine thing that we talked about. Oh, you got uh, that from FRL. I got that from Bracky. <laughs> yeah, and then Lucas knows Bracky well because sure. Lucas wrestled at, WV, at WVU. Yeah. Lucas uh, also didn't know who Avril Levine was,
2: right? Yeah, he no didn't know who way. Avril Levine was. He's that you us feel old. Yeah,
0: yeah, it hurts. How depressing is that? That happens to me all the time. Yeah. How old are you guys? By the way, you're not that old, right? I'm I'm, I'm 36. I'm 32. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm up there. I just turned 32 yeah that's crazy you're so much OG. more handsome than me when do i get this hand <laughs> that's crazy damn yeah OG. but that's young like 36 32 you guys are still young in the game for sure yeah yeah especially as coaches yeah for sure right as coaches. right but this is also yeah. like
1: well i mean you're a fighter but this is all i've ever done so mm-hmm. yeah i mean like he's well established he's deep in like he was my coach you know okay i see yeah. i never
0: knew that i wanted to definitely get to that like i said i i don't pre-write questions but obviously we're going to talk about this because you're Iron City, Mike Wilkins. Everybody really? knows you yeah. around here. Yeah. Will, you came out of the shadows a little more. Like, suddenly you're this coach at Stout, and like, you're this guy that everybody talks about. But I was like, where did this guy come from? Like, you obviously have a strong boxing background and everything, but where did your journey really begin?
2: to give you the you know 30 second version of it uh similar to probably a lot of people our age bruce lee movies nice traditional martial arts a little bit of wrestling in high school all those city leagues so you know <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh went to penn state started boxing there and then when i got out well actually in college that's when i met mike i uh, stopped by the gym one summer did a little bit of jiu-jitsu because i was always interested in mma and i always oh, nice. thought i'd get an mma after boxing um and then uh Whenever I graduated, I found out that they didn't have a boxing coach. So I hit, you know, hit probably you, Warren, up and I was like, hey,
3: nice. <laughs> let me be your boxing coach. And I came not I think Kev and... was
0: like, hey, my friend Bill, uh, he boxes. <laughs> that's pretty sick, though. So yeah. that's a good journey, dude. Boxing, wrestling, when does Muay Thai come into the equation, though? Because I feel like that's what you're best known for now
2: i don't even want to say muay thai i I like the idea of striking it's more encompassing but whatever that's you know semantics but uh yeah sure so when i started coming on as the boxing coach that's when i started training muay thai as well and then i you know did more and more of that and went to thailand and stuff and fought there and
0: nuts see i would have thought honestly i would have thought you've been doing that like your whole life
2: unfortunately not. that's crazy
1: how good mike dude uh like so like however long he's been doing it which has been uh, a, a very long time um yeah, there's no like making up for his intelligence right you know what i mean like That's very nice. he can see things at a different i mean you hear it. i mean you've yeah, had yeah the guys everybody on everybody right? says it yeah and here goes the thing is like all those dudes you had on are too dumb to know how smart he is <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> no like I, I had a conversation with uh lucas uh Sieber uh not too long ago we're in the locker room and he's like yeah man sometimes will will be like talking to me and it's like oh he's making all these great points and then i'm just like oh i can't understand anymore it's too much like it's like oh <laughs> he's gone like, past uh, bro maybe just like tell me like the punch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> tell me to punch that's all yeah. i need but like you see the passion come out of will when he starts getting into like his like spiel he's like and then we do this and like this is why because it shuts this down it opens up this it allows us this type of leverage this type of base and blah blah blah. but that's also a detriment
2: too because you know like what for example what mike's great at and the reason mike's not just a good coach for like fighting stuff mike's just a good coach period even stuff that he doesn't know about (laughs) But um, (laughs) like mike's super good at distilling down the complex stuff and you know kind of 80 20 principle in it down to like he can tell you one thing that's going to get you know crazy results whereas for me i'll explain every last little intricacy and then be like and then we're going to do this drill so Uh, that you can get better at whatever so i've been trying to rein that in a lot that's interesting
0: so how much actual coaching do you study because it sounds like you know technically and for a fighting purpose you got all the knowledge you got everything you need but like you just said presenting it is obviously probably the most important part at least yeah. like it's a super important part well so. they're two separate
2: skills right so like right. and you know you never know everything like i'm still always constantly discovering things where i'm like oh wow i never thought of it in that way or you know sure. there's some sort of way that you can break down a certain technique in you know a different kind of biomechanical you know sense and mm-hmm. you can just get deeper understandings of the same things because striking's not like that it's not like people are inventing new techniques the way they are in like jujitsu right um but yeah in, under constantly gaining more knowledge about that is definitely important but then also developing your skill as a coach and being able to convey that information is totally separate huge
1: did you always think you would be a coach mike obviously i didn't want to be a coach um unfortunately i mean i knew i was always going to be one so like growing up i was like always like kind of like the team captain i never wanted to be either just Mm. like i never thought it was cool right like i thought it was cool to be like like you know like the, like the uh, like the the wild, like the wild cards, sure. like a loose cannon. Sure. Like that I thought was cool. So I wanted to be that. But I always kept getting like pulled into this like leadership style of role. um And then like, you know, I've coached high school wrestling mm-hmm. for for quite a quite a bit of time. I did like seven years there. um And then after that, just focusing on like my own career and stuff. And uh, while I was fighting, I was like kind of like player coach. i would still like coach the amateurs. Uh, and things like that and I always seem to have like a little bit of like a natural like gift to and I don't even want to say coaching I'm gonna I'm an adequate coach um but I do know that I'm a phenomenal corner right right. Oh, yeah. like, there's a difference there too um I was luckily enough to like corner like high level competitions um like in jujitsu mm-hmm. uh I cornered a world fi- a black belt world finals wow um yeah Bridget McLeese uh okay. Bridget Grace she's a black belt from Henzo Gracie, Maine Academy in uh, New York City, and she was in the world finals of Nogi in 2021. And you get to bring one person down mat side with you. And she was like, Mike, Mike, can you go to me? And I was like, <laughs> me, like, out of all like the possible like people in the Henzo organization. Yeah. And like, she pulled me down. And then ever since then, she's been extremely complimentary of my skills in that area. That's crazy. where she had me coach her at the ADCC West Coast Trials. And like, a lot of that gives you like confidence in it as well. I've also like done some like like a Isaac Greeley in his mm-hmm. world final that same year. Um, he told me like some of the things I was saying made like a large impact on it, and you know he ended up winning that world title that year too.
0: That's crazy, man. What's the see? This is beyond my depth of knowledge already. What's the connection
1: between you and Bridget? Why'd she pick you? I I don't know. We kind of long term. We kind of like distantly came up together. So Bridget, um. Like I said, she's a world runner up black belt, right? So she's very high level Mm -hmm. uh, black belt. And um, like she was fighting MMA way back in the day. And she was training at Daniel Gracie's school in Philly. Mm -hmm. And I would go out there for for part of my fight camps. So like, and at that time, I think we were like both blue belts, Mm -hmm. right? And then we just kind of seemed to be like kind of mirroring each other's tracks as far as like our rise in jujitsu. Right. right? Like we got like, uh, I mean, like, Purple belts roughly around the same time brown belts and black belts like roughly around like the same time that's really cool so like it's kind of like you know like what i like and we travel around to these ibjjf events so like the higher level jujitsu events and it kind of seems like a lot of times like we are like the two like main black belts representing the teams at some of like the more like regional ibjjf events right mm-hmm. like you know like go and compete in chicago and nashville right other instances like that, she frequently competes in New Haven because it's closer to her and stuff like that. But then, you know, we go to the Pan Am Championships, the World Championships, you know, so stuff cool. Like that. Yeah. Nice. And it just like and we have uh, some of one of her students is also one of my students. We have a uh, Jess, she uh she travels back and forth between the schools and like down in Pittsburgh, she views me as her main coach. And then up there, she views Bridget as her main coach. And I think it's a lot of her like telling us how we're like the same person. Sure. That sure. Like, gets me like. You know to like identify that
0: i got you is that jess jitsu 412 sure is sure is <laughs> she's super active on instagram and, i noticed
1: for sure so pan am uh bronze medalist nogi pan am bronze medalist it's a big deal um uh in the adult division too which sometimes can be considered like tougher sure you know because that's where like the hitters are you know of course what I mean? that yeah. makes sense yeah. yeah nice so
0: did you grow up in pittsburgh
1: mm-hmm. will okay yeah.
0: where are you from exactly point breeze point breeze yeah, i don't know i'm not from pittsburgh i'm not an og Pittsburgher. actually mm. it hurts i always feel like i'm going to get exposed especially with somebody like, like the most pittsburgh dude on earth <laughs> sitting across from me i
1: appreciate that you guys are going to
0: figure it out that i'm from like south central pa near breezewood i'm going to be exposed <laughs> yeah so did you are, did you grow up Steelers like heavy pittsburgh guy in general really grew up like heavy Bro. sports you know Take his award away, then. <laughs> oh, right, right.
1: <laughs> I still don't like know any. I haven't watched a football game in I don't know, at least three years. That's impressive, dude. The last football game you watched was uh, Jesse James reaching out for the for the touchdown oh, against God. The Patriots. We oh, watched what a that time at to stop. it at house. Oh a, yeah, it was with my parents. Yeah, dude, yeah. we were so
0: upset on Zang. Yeah. yeah, that one still hurts. Honestly, like I'll I'll rewatch it and I'll be like, oh, it just makes me mad. You get it. You don't yeah, get it. I get it. <laughs> did you I get grow it very off, much so. Did you watch boxing and stuff growing up or anything?
2: No, my my parents were not into combat sports in the
1: slightest. Nice. And, He's like, an artiste yeah. Just an
0: artist. I like that's hey, that's good. That's a good
1: yin and yang you guys got, right? Makes sense. Nail on the head. Like we yeah. talk about that's why we complement each other mm-hmm. so well because like everything like about him I'm not about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um he definitely like we definitely complement each other in very compatible ways Mm -hmm. that's awesome what is
0: your book i saw the book at stout that you wrote on strength and conditioning Mm -hmm. that quote on the cover from mike bro he didn't write that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't he to it. <laughs> here, goes, here goes here goes what happened
1: will was like yo i need you to say something for the cover of the book and i was like oh shit and i like said some stuff that like meant what that quote is sure. and then will was like okay but we're actually gonna write this <laughs> i mean kind of i knew it i knew like it. what is the quote do you even remember i, I don't remember all right it so. sounds really good though yeah whatever oh, you know it off the top of your head no. oh okay, okay oh my god no I've say, never said it, it? <laughs> I've never actually said whatever it says but like you know like just think about like whatever it says and be like all right how would like a yinzer say that <laughs> mm-hmm, you know that's I beautiful I ain't using them big words <laughs> I,
2: I might have helped a little bit but I don't I don't think it was all you
1: No, the quote like the the meaning to the quote was like totally off like from me like whatever like you would boil it down to but then bring it down to like you know, more layman's terms. You That's, know. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to like, me. Talk to me like I'm a five year old. Yeah, I think you
0: mentioning imposter syndrome is really interesting, because I could see that being very prevalent in combat sports, especially, especially you guys being very young coaches and everything. Do you deal with that? any will as well, because your background, even like Mike's background is a little more like step by step. Okay, you're a coach, it makes perfect sense. Like yours is a little more renegade, like, you guys just gotta trust me. I know my shit. You know what I mean?
2: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I really I just got lucky with him that mm-hmm. like, you know, Mike identified that I kind of knew what I was talking about early. And then he allowed me to develop as a coach with his career. And um, you know, here we are. That's nuts. nuts.
0: I mean, you look at a guy like Danaher, right? He's mm-hmm. kind of the same. Like he has some accolades and obviously some background, but for the most part, he's just a guy that's super obsessed with grappling. Yeah. What what do you think about Danaher? Obviously, uh, tied into henzo gracie school yeah. for a while and everything but just that coaching philosophy is it he blows my mind i mean like, what, i love that guy
1: what luck you have to have to like get a genius who's obsessed right jujitsu right? right like why'd you pick like a sport that like makes no money mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. didn't even know like the future in jujitsu largely exists because of what he did with Gordon, you know, like making it more of like a main mainstream mainstream ish sport. Yeah. And as well as like, you know, like generating like income from it now, instructionals like are huge and things like that. And it's just like, what luck that you had to be to be one of one of his athletes is is Gordon the goat already. Yeah. Yeah. See, I definitely think so, too. But yeah, like think about it like this. All right. Like, who's the best pocket passer in the league? right now yeah right like now. i don't even pocket know passer. anymore do people pocket right, pass like, still all <laughs> right well let's just say let's just say drew breeze back in the day yeah sure, boom sure. pocket passer all right who's the best who's got the who's got the strongest arm yeah, yeah who's got the most accuracy who can scramble the best who's got the best like playmaking decision right so we just narrowed out like five like avenues right imagine if the answer was all the same dude <laughs> yeah right it's like well it's, who's the best passer oh it's gordon who's got the best guard well it's gordon oh who's got the best leg locks gordon who's got the best back attacks gordon who's got the best pressure gordon the only thing gordon doesn't have the best of is um wrestling mm. you know dudes well, dudes can out wrestle him for sure but like he's the he's just the best at everything it's dude, insane he's 27 it i know it literally insane.
0: makes zero sense to me just seeing what he's done in such a short period of time and the fact that uh, they talk about it a lot but like he gives away his secrets they do instructionals on everything he does like you could learn it but there's something about him he's always a step ahead
1: mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean by the time this instructional is getting to you he's past it he's already learning mm-hmm. the next thing yeah his stomach is unfortunate that whole situation is crazy S- seems like it's starting to clear up i it seems saw like they have finally identified um the issue so that's promising
0: That is huge. Are you super into grappling too, Will, just by being around it? I like grappling.
2: I really enjoy jujitsu, like recreationally. I like watching it, but um, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like into it. Super into it. it. Do you train jujitsu a lot? Yeah, when I can, I wouldn't say a lot, but like, you know, recreational, I really enjoy it. He's a blue belt.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. Okay. So, so modest. He's, a legit blue ball. he's so like, modest. One, he's like yeah.
1: one one. jujitsu tournament. <laughs> oh, that's just because you know a good corner, you know? <laughs> Yo, yeah. It's legit. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. There
2: have been a lot of times where I'm like losing. I'm like, <laughs> it's like do this. It's like,
1: all right. <laughs> it's like you're controlling him with an Xbox controller. <laughs> do you ever like during the fights, like where are you at? Are you cage side? Yeah. 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 Do you ever hear the corners? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, you and I'll shout out Dempsey a little bit too. He's really growing as a corner, I feel like. Oh, I've, for sure. I've noticed a lot of times recently I hear it and they do it immediately and it works. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Who, who did you vote for for Coaches of the Year? <laughs> I did vote for you guys. I really did. I voted for Isaac. Nice. Yeah. Dude, he had like, they had 18 or 19 fights with us. I want to say just the volume and everything he does for everybody. Isaac's a great dude. The thing with Isaac is that it's like, I'm trying to think Is that he's good. the best. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you could vote
1: for Isaac every year. Right, yeah. Mean? That's like, what I was like. I was like, oh, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> right, dude, yeah, like pull him of off. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah, bro, you yeah. don't get it, you don't get no more awards. You can't have both. Right. Like
0: nobody would complain if Isaac won. He's like that Jordan level where you're just winning the MVP every year. like no shit. Like, yeah, yeah we do need to give it to somebody. But you guys legit earned it, obviously. Yeah,
1: yeah. But like Isaac isaac is you know has a a hand into me being able to earn that for sure i mean for sure like isaac was a coach of mine and like you know like i've learned a lot from isaac so like you know a portion of me being having the skill to win that yeah award came from from him a dude that i'm going against for the award isn't
0: that crazy yeah yeah dude he's such a special human being beyond coaching beyond fighting
1: beyond everything he's just not normal in the best way yeah You, you know his secret he's got a secret hit me. He's got that click remote that Adam Sandler got. Dude, that explains so much, literally. How's he at wrestling practice at 6 a.m. and then another wrestling practice at 9 and then he works all day and then he does uh the, the bible study groups and then he's training this guy this guy that guy and then oh at night he's doing these five practices oh and he's working out for himself and he's running like of course a chiropractic business that has like five or so locations and he's got a couple partners and stuff like that dude he's got a click remote He've, it's impossible
0: go rate well don't raid isaac's house because you're definitely going to get choked if you do that but <laughs> You should. Somebody needs to look into this. Yeah, I yeah. think you're on to something. It's got to be that.
1: And he's got time for everybody.
0: It does. Yeah, that is the part to me is like you'll never catch him. Maybe I'm not around him all the time. I shouldn't say that. But for me, I never catch him in like a bad mood or a bad day. Like he's always so gracious with his time. And it's like, dude, as busy as you are, you could easily be like, I don't have time to talk right now but it's always the opposite it's always yeah, yeah dude
1: let's you know yeah, dude, he's always, he's always about everybody else too he's always yeah. about everybody else
0: just
2: so.
1: grabbing people and being like hey this is how we can improve you yeah. know x y and z that you're better That's at wild. he's nuts dude we're and and he's uh dude, he's just the best. Like, he'll like, ask me, he'd be like, Oh, Mike, what do you think about? Like, why do you care what I think? <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, like, you tell like, me <laughs> even back in the day, like back, like in like, I don't know, call it like the 2013 2014 era, which is like so long ago now, like we'd be, I'd work out with Isaac on Wednesdays, um, mm-hmm. out at the factory and like, we'd get into some exchanges and stuff and he'd be training, training us. And he'd be like, what'd you do there? And I'd be like, Oh, well I did this. Why'd you do that? Well, cause now they can't do this and stuff. And I'm like, I kind of feel like you already knew that and you just said that to like it was reinforce it right. to me right that i should have confidence in my knowledge you know and it I'm could like, be that I'm like i see I see, what you're yeah
0: doing. but i think also a part of growing and, and coaching is definitely just having a curious mind like if you guys stop questioning why you're doing things you're never going to learn from it right yeah definitely yeah yeah well while we're talking about awards danny why don't we bring them over to the table let's present these live on air Look at these bad boys. Nice. You guys are, are there... in royalty. Nice. Stout. Mike Wilkins. Will moral. Is it moral or moril? Moral. Okay, yeah. good. Good. Nah, it's more ill. Moril. He's more ill. He's, <laughs> he more Ill. He's the more, illest. More ill than the rest of them. All. Not just more <laughs> ill, the most ill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So obviously, as we said, that's super well deserved. 13 yeah. and one. I think. You guys kind of mentioned it, but we've had a lot of stout guys, fighters in this podcast, and I never ask them like it's never me asking them to talk about you guys. They naturally start talking about you guys like you guys are such a crucial part of their development. It's very obvious just talking to them. So what's the next step? I mean, where do you go from here?
1: Your coaches of the year man do you want to do you have a, anywhere to go with that yeah
2: man we just want to keep training more good fighters and keep developing more guys and you know just keep improving keep winning more fights
1: i think the future is really bright for us compared to where, we, where we've been coming from um the fight team has recently really picked up um and i think that's uh has a large to do with like the involvement um so when i retired from fighting i didn't know i was retiring i just like it just happened right um I'll know i like, fight you <laughs> yeah there's like some like stipulations that went with that um but like you know you just kind of like had enough and like you retire I never announced it like there was never a post there was never like an Instagram post Facebook right, post nothing right. no, I just ceased to exist one day just drifted away yeah, yeah. and I did not like I uh, I did not like the sport you know oh I hated well MMA. yeah I would corner people because they would ask me to corner and like, you know, I have like relationships with fighters and stuff. So I would corner them. But like, dude, I, how many I went years without running a practice being in a practice?
3: Wow. Like, I was
1: in a lot of these people's corners from like 19, whatever we had in 20 and 21, most of 21. Like I was not involved, but I would be in a corner. So it appeared as if I was involved. Interesting. You know, because okay. I, I always have that like that like corner skill that we had. Like, I don't need to know you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know you. you know what I'm the best at I know your right and left better than anybody nice yeah yeah so like I I just like had a this like I didn't like the sport I had a bad taste in my mouth from maybe me not being satisfied where I ended up maybe like you know like thinking things could have gone differently whether it's my fault or if I wanted to like put the blame on like the politics around the sport sure uh, and things of that nature um so like just like didn't want to be around it didn't like it didn't have a passion for it but this crop of fighters that we have coming through right now starting to bring it out of me and i'm starting to be able to like separate myself as the fighter and now the coach Very right cool. like i can see my i can feel myself making peace with, yeah with yeah. Myself. yeah i was
0: gonna say because just obviously working i took over as gm like a year and a half ago the amount of times we've worked together i would have never guessed that you had this disdain for mma it's see you you seem rejuvenated and excited to me when we talk happened about the same that's like interesting you know, like, kind of coincided like on well, that timeline you're welcome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you.
1: honestly i i owe it to these uh i owe a large portion the majority of it to will um and then the rest of it to these these fighters who uh they they really want to work with me and they really listen um we've been having tremendous practices which in turn makes me want to invest right. more time into them but through that whole downtime will held it down and he's he said you know he's like because i knew you'd be back one day nice like i completely checked out i was like you know what dude i don't like this you know what i am now i'm a jujitsu athlete (laughs) i compete in jujitsu okay so all my focus went into jujitsu and now i'm back to like this year is the year of MMA for me. I'm back coaching. Dude,
0: I love to hear that. Obviously, for us, music music to our ears, but just on a personal level too, it's a better Pittsburgh scene when you're involved. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How long has Stout Saturdays
1: been going on? Long. Forever. Um, I want to say they start. So we were in above the donut shop when those first started. Okay, we were in donut shop from 2013 to no to December first, 2015. So somewhere in between thirteen and fifteen, gotcha. They started, um, and you know, it's. It, it, I think it just like we have the largest facility, like, okay. That's why, like, we would go around, like you know, we don't have to do it at our gym. Um, mm. We could go slide up to to the factory. We could slide down down to the academy. Like, go go wherever you know, but like. The Saturdays are crazy. Like yeah. We got they're them, legendary. Yeah. Them, them boys coming up from West Virginia. Yeah. Like Kaiser. Yeah. Think, yeah. I'm not there that on Saturdays, Outlaw though. MMA guys. Yeah. I'm not there on Saturdays. Oh, really? No, nah, no. Nah, because t- you I, hate MMA. No, dude. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to see you spar. Right. <laughs> like honestly, like I can watch the cameras sure if I want to. And I'll That's go down sweet. sometimes to like get in some fighters' ears about mm-hmm. things. But Saturdays is his thing. You nice. know what I mean? Like I have a distaste. Like I don't I don't like sparring. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm starting to come around because they were just sparring wrong. They're out there competing and fighting. Okay. You know, man, you don't know, you're not competing and fighting here, right? right you're right, you're right. working on specific things and you're using this sparring for something wrong. You're trying to beat. I'm trying to beat Will. Will's trying to beat me. No, I'm trying to like get better at these techniques that are going to help me in the cage. Sure. You know what I mean? And these fighters, they're starting to come around to that mindset. Uh, We just had a, my Tuesday night practice that I ran. Uh, We just had one of the best practices. Uh, that I can remember as as far as like a coach looking at his athletes in, in a while, right? So I taught a jujitsu class at 630, and then I run a fight practice at 730 on okay. Tuesday nights in the strip district location. My jujitsu class, I had 60 people in my fundamental jujitsu class. So that's a large class. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of people there. at once. Right. Yeah. You know, so at the end of that class, so like I'm trying to get around the more people and stuff and like, so it takes a little longer than originally that then it is structured to take. So then after class, you know, some people want to talk to me and stuff. So I'm like giving my input on this and that boom. Next thing you know, it's 730 MMA practice is running. I'm not there, I'm not mm. on the mat. I'm still wearing my gi, talking to some people up front. I managed to get back to the locker room, get changed into my like stuff. I step on the mat. Every fighter is drilling takedowns on the
0: nice. wall,
1: Nice. Drilling takedowns on the wall, right? You know where they would be like a month ago, sitting around waiting to see what I, what I tell them to do. Oh dude, that's sick. They're drilling takedowns on the wall. I'll just sit down, get the music going, and I just watch. Just watch for a little bit, looking to see what I can critique. I see hey he's messing this up, she's messing that up. What can we do? Maybe shout from over here. I don't even get hands on. I'm gonna cross my my shout. Hey, this, da that. Boom. Let some time go by. All right, guys. I want you starting to drill back takes from turtle all right Mm. ones and ones they're out there moving they're drilling appropriately right they're not doing it like sad like sad like drilling they're not doing too hard they're giving appropriate reactions moving each other around you know inserting the near side hook first all this really good stuff boom I'm like all right cool let that go for like 10 minutes I'm like all right it's time for me to teach some technique bring them in we work on some attacks from back control because that's where entering the back from turtle left us off we drill that you know get some good questions and feedback from them helping them make sure they understand why these these are the routes that we want to mm-hmm. take and, and the benefits that these routes give us and then boom like let's suit up let's get some sparring in awesome. right we do our little glove sparring tuesday nights. saturdays is big glove sparring okay so you can go a little harder in big gloves little sure. gloves you go a little lighter but it then incorporates the entirety of the sport right a lot better right, right. So I have them go, and I tell them, "I'm like, hey, I don't care how much you outstruck your opponent. If you didn't take them down, you lost, <laughs> right? Like that's like to get them like sparring in the right mindset. And then every once in a while, you like, you know, you'll have like, I'll hit you. I can. You get a little mad. You hit me a little harder. I get a little mad. Boom. But, but next thing you know, we're fighting. Yeah, right. You know, had none of that. Everybody was like using skill, looking for takedowns. We were sparring like intense, but at the right controlled. control, controlled, yeah. yeah. And like everybody just did everything perfect right like as far as like how you want to train to get better like you know obviously mistakes on techniques like you're gonna have that like no matter what uh did their five rounds and then had them jog it out and that was it and like it was I just like left and I called Will I was like bro I was like this practice like this is it this is this is how this needs to be Mm. so I'm just like the the whole reason I said this Is because they're going to watch this episode (laughs) and they're going to know how happy I was with that. Nice. And what do you think that's going to do? Make them keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. And that is what's going to make them better. Beautiful.
0: (laughs) Cap that perfectly. Look at that. Good job, Danny. How, how much have you seen that evolve? Will, since he said, you're kind of the guy that's in charge of Saturdays, obviously a very important sparring day and cross training day where I would imagine fights could break out a little more. You get, it's like, Pittsburgh is a unique scene in that there's really no crosstown rivalry. You guys more so work together versus against each other. But I imagine an outsider could come in and cause a little chaos, cause a little ruckus if he wanted to, or she, how do you maintain Saturdays to keep that controlled? But they are sparring and they are preparing for fights. They got to feel it a little bit. Yeah. So
2: I think there's two important parts there. One would be like kind of the, the difference between, you know, you mean, eight years ago versus now mm-hmm. um, which is very very different and a lot of that's just kind of like the culture around fighting and how that's sort of started to change and, and develop um and i think people are starting to take on more of that Thai style of like all right we spar light and then we you know crack pads and bag work hard and everything because you know there's no no reason to waste your brain cells sparring sure um and also if you look at sparring as a tool like what are we actually using it for right it's not mm-hmm. you're not developing technique when you're sparring you're refining technique so you don't need to go like unbelievably hard to make that happen um so yeah one i would say as a whole the you know combat sports world has started to embrace that kind of idea and you start hearing ufc fighters talking about sparring less and all that kind of stuff um as far as like currently keeping things under control one i'm constantly reminding everyone like hey guys we're going light to the head all that sort of stuff um but really we just have a great group of people in pittsburgh like i don't really have to do a whole lot in terms of like keeping things under control every once in a while i'll be like hey guys tone this down whatever but we just got great fighters here
0: that's awesome and all of your guys i will say like definitely have excuse me have that killer instinct inside the cage so it's cool that you're developing almost a light switch for these guys in a way like padmore is maybe the best example i can think of off the top of my head he's so mean inside the cage he's the nicest guy ever outside the cage like you would never expect him like a big old teddy bear to go in there and turn into that like he's almost a different guy and i noticed it the most at weigh-ins Cause my, my natural reaction being around people, I joke around a lot, you know, I'm like a whatever kind of guy. Yeah. And I was doing that with Padmore, even after he weighed in, he waited in and then came over for his pictures and I was like joking with him and stuff. He's like, Hey bro, one second, I need to be serious right now. <laughs> and I was like, bro, like, okay, okay. You're getting dialed in. Like uh, do your thing. And it just yeah. surprised me. I was like, shit, man. Like he's in the zone right now at Wayne, just because he's about to come face to face with his guy. Like it's already happening. That's
1: really neat to me, whatever, whatever their process needs to be. It needs to be, you know, and and the guys have different processes. You know, Mm -hmm. I was more friendly. I was more of a friendly guy, especially at weigh ins and stuff. Um, For me, it humanized you, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because like throughout the camp in my head, you're this killer, you know what I mean? And then I'd feel the pressure because all my like my students and stuff, they'd be like, oh, you're going to kill this dude. You're a pro fighter. And I'm like, who do you think pro fighters fight? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, but like, I feel like there was a disconnect there. Like, they didn't realize that, and I'm like, you guys got to realize, like, this dude is another me. He's me from Philly. He's me from mm-hmm. wherever and stuff. So whatever the process is, and that process humanized me, humanized them to me, and then some people just got to get like a little like nasty in their head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you right? Change your mentality. It's that's, really cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's something that I was lucky enough to identify like really early on in coaching is that you kind of have this continuum of what um i don't say what motivates but like i guess their personality or whatever for fighters so you have guys like mike mike's very much a competitor mike is there to win like he's not Mm -hmm. mike's not like one of those dudes like we're going to war you know and then on the other side of the spectrum you have guys like uh jonas great example Jonas. jonas is just like nicest dude in the world and then in the cage just hyper violent he's right. there to fight he's there to smash people um which is great because you get these awesome finishes you know um but um you know knowing where a fighter lies on that continuum is really important in terms of like how you motivate them what you tell them before they fight um and uh yeah and just nice insight into their head and, and how to keep them moving
0: I feel like that applies to any business, right? Like any bot you guys are essentially the bosses of this business as the coach. Like you got to know your employees. You got to know what motivates them. If you just if you're a guy and you're just like bitching at them constantly, and that guy doesn't respond to that, it's going to cause more harm than good. So do you guys like you guys know your fighters in and out to like? Uh, I'll try to think of a good way to say it. Like if Lucas Siebert is losing a round, do you know something you can say to him that's going to be like? flip a switch in him and just get him going like do you know it down to that level and i'm not saying specific i'm just saying like the types of things that will trigger each of your guys
1: yeah i have a a good idea for for, now the longer i'm with you the more i'm going to understand that sure you know in the beginning it's an educated guess Mm -hmm. which is better than an uneducated guess
2: (laughs) yeah Um, and then as you get to know these guys more and more someone you've been training for years and years then you know very specific things
1: you're like i can press this button and get this result Mm. i think i could flip flip a switch for for lucas nice yeah
0: for sure being a pick guy can't be that
1: hard uh i I don't think like it's you know as proprietary information yeah good good
0: (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, we'll we'll keep that in house for sure but you guys are definitely like it's interesting to me especially mike sorry will but like you're part of the like you said earlier that og group of pittsburgh mma guys that everybody thinks of so it's kind of like you Kama, and dempsey have stuck around and are now coaching the next generation yeah how cool is that for you guys that you're all part of this that's still coming Um, back
1: now it's super cool and i'm very happy to be a part of it with those guys yeah you know like you know Kama's still about it though dude yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) and like even dempsey like dempsey's like you know he 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 fought not too terribly long ago mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, it's it's like hard for him to like because he's he gets in the, he still spars. Mm-hmm. He'll be on Saturdays at those practices. He's there and he's sparring like he's coaching right. Mm-hmm. He's like he's helping coach, too. but like you know like whereas Will's standing on the outside looking. Dempsey's like, hey guys, do this stuff, and then Dempsey's like, all right now I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> all right now I'm gonna beat. But you. it's really it's really. It's really good to like be coming up with with those guys, you know. Yeah. Uh. And in both how we came up fighting and now we're coming up, you know, with uh, you know, our coaching and Dempsey and myself, we're still competing in jujitsu, right? You know, Big let's time. not forget, like Dempsey just won the the Pan Am Championships <laughs> in the black belt division, and then he also took a bronze in the World Championships, right? Like we're not mm-hmm. we're not stopping there you know i was there too I, I lost in the quarterfinals meaning i was one match away from the bronze bah. uh i foregone the uh pan am championships to be with Brittany. she had a fight in uh indiana mm-hmm. so uh i i skipped out on that but like you know i'm traveling around competing all the time too and like dempsey and myself like w- we train together like y- usually at, at least once a week yeah. you know like a typical monday morning like like we're together that's you know, sick yeah
0: it's it's really cool to me being as you said like i used to cover local mma obviously you know that but it's cool to see you guys transition from fighting into coaching so seamlessly like it seems like it just makes sense for that guard and as you said Kama's is obviously still fighting and still about it but he's a phenomenal coach too from everything i understand yeah it's interesting but i don't know if he likes coaching that's one thing i'm not sure if like he he enjoys it but yeah i don't know but Either way, he owns the academy, obviously, and he's doing good things with those fighters there. So it's it's just cool to me that it stayed in house, so to speak. Like the same guys that created the scene are the same guys that are now responsible for taking it to the next level. Right.
1: I could see Kama being frustrated as a coach because, like, he's. Like, you know, like, may, dude, I dude don't he's most know. I dude the most I entertaining I even think <laughs> he when really he gets, is. like, older, like, because he's going to have, he's got so much, like, of a fighter in him, mm-hmm. you know, where I was, uh, I was, like, you know, a fighter by trade, but I was a competitor, right? right like, right, right. are we fighting MMA? Are we doing jujitsu? Are we wrestling? Are we playing ping pong? Like, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, I'm competing. It was a game to me. Sure. Like, I never thought of it as, like, like a fight, Getting enough, you know? Yeah, 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 it was just a sport that I felt like, lent it lent, lent itself to like my natural skill set sure you know that's an
0: important distinction where do you fall on that will <sighs> neither no i uh <laughs> i don't
2: know probably more towards the fighter side of things i always fought best when i was like i'm just here to scrap let's, nice let's go but i was i was okay
0: you did know? you fight as a kid and stuff like were you getting in really hard scraps or no, anything I was
2: good kid you nice. know not really involved like in it. combat sports. Yeah. 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 yeah
0: yeah dude you're you're like I've said it to other people on here. It's like one of the most interesting guys in the landscape because like, like everything you're saying runs counterintuitive to what you're doing, like what you're accomplishing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like everything is like, okay, this guy shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. Shouldn't. And it works perfectly. Like yeah. That's
1: amazing. I think there's like a misconception on Will's background, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause like he doesn't, didn't fight MMA. Right. Uh, he didn't fight much locally and he stopped fighting, you know, fairly early um to be a coach, to right. be specifically to be my coach. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm very grateful for that. You know, and there was times where I was like, Will, imagine what you would do to these idiots. Like just <laughs> jump in here and beat them <laughs> up, yeah. right? Like, Will, like you'd be going in as an oh no amateur. Right. Oh, and dude, like, but you're out here, I've you're got. out here piecing up all the pros. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like, and you're a blue belt. So like your jujitsu is like relatively good for especially for an o, and o amateur right you know what i mean like <laughs> right. oh could you imagine and stuff but like you know he focused on the coaching but like he fought professional muay thai in thailand right you know uh boxed at penn state you know was the, the captain of the penn state boxing team mm-hmm. you know so it's like pretty like credential. like look at wrestling coaches so a lot of wrestling coaches right when do they stop wrestling Senior year of college exactly. done. All right. Now I'm a volunteer assistant I'm at the school. Yeah. yeah. Then I do this and then that. And blah, blah, blah. You're a coach. You're a coach at the age of 23, 24. Yep. He did nothing different. You know, same deal. Coach yeah. at the age 23,
0: 24. You yeah. Know? You are still, like you said, 32. I don't know. We got a card in April, Will, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm in my second fight
2: retirement. I was done nice. when I was boxing and then I was in Thailand. And I was nice. like, all right, I got to take this. But That's yeah, awesome,
0: dude. Done do you know musa from penn state
2: i actually just recently reached out to him uh we boxed under the same coach uh os and os and i were just talking we went to new york to see the um uh the, card, yeah, the adesanya fight oh right on um and uh yeah we're driving back and he was like telling me how he was coaching these guys and i was like you know that's great you know i never i didn't box with him but like you okay. know, he's clearly super talented yeah and um yeah, recently he hit me up he's like hey you know i might be working with him but i'm not gonna have as much time maybe you should reach out so i hit him up and i was like hey you know anytime you guys want to come through
0: that's awesome yeah that's kind of where, where i was going to go with that because he's a guy he's been on the podcast actually back oh, when it was sick. just zoom calls yeah <laughs> like definitely listen to it even a little bit of it because moose i think you guys would hit it off is basically where i'm going with this like he's a very interesting mind mm-hmm. the way he his whole life he's like he's an entrepreneur as well he creates right. all these crazy products that are awesome like He's explaining, like, for hand wraps. He has, like, mm-hmm. a hand wrap roller, and he invented it. I'm like, like, what kind of fighter invents a hand? Yeah. And then, like, that's it's sick. super successful. It's like, yeah, he's a, just a really interesting guy. I think he just lost his pro debut. I think he had one oh, or two far. amateur fights and went pro. In that's Florida.
1: Correct. Yeah. Oh, but he's like with a—he's uh, with, with first Bo.
0: round in Bo Nickel, so he's yeah, trying to go on yeah. that same. He's a path. college boxing champ, right? Like, yeah,
1: dude can clearly scrap.
0: Here's the thing: is like we were trying to match him in Pennsylvania. Actually, they wanted us to match him, and he was a one and 0 amateur at the time. The pro- part of the problem—he won by submission. So, you say he's a boxing national champ and he just won by submission. Like, who wants that combination? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. And Serb would not approve him for advanced amateur because he only had one fight. Like, I, he didn't care that he was a national champ box, nothing. Wow. Like, yeah. what kind of 2 and 0 or less amateur are we going to find? You got to find a dude yeah. You gotta who just find, wants
1: to scrap. You got to yeah. find one of them Ohio boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. An, an independent you'll fighter. Pull, you'll pull, They'll pull, like, there they'll are some dudes in Ohio. Oh, they yeah. don't care they just fight yeah, they don't know they don't yeah. know any better and like then they fight and it's like phew, it's yeah crazy so like, i don't know man.
0: if moose's plan is to like fight closer to state college or something if he wanted to get that pro fight so he could get licensed in pa pro maybe i don't know i'm just yeah because once you're pro you're pro you're yeah. pro back yeah you can't go back now yeah yeah it's it's an interesting dynamic how many amy fights did you have Mike? 10 yeah, and that's common for guys in your era. That yeah. that was what everybody used to do. I
1: probably could have gone pro a little sooner, but sure. like, it was harder to go. Pro. There was not pro. Right, you know right. What I mean, like right. when I went pro, like when did MMA start? And uh, in I went Man. to the first pro card. In, was that the one that yeah. at at the igloo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Joe Demore fought on that yeah. one. Phil Davis fought on that mm-hmm. one. I was like, so like at that point in time. I already had like nine amateur fights, but Mm. like it was like, you know, that was like the one card. There was like nowhere, like nowhere to go pro. Isn't that
0: crazy to think of? And then like,
1: yeah, like uh, the the promotion that I kind of finished up my amateur career with cage of chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, they would put on some pro fights as well, but like, you know, it was like here and there, not every card. And they probably would have like made it happen for me, but like, I don't, I, I can't quite remember like how it all went down, but like, you know, just like, it just felt like you should, you should, keep fighting amateur like there wasn't the opportunity to be a pro really
0: right how do you handle that with your guys is it just a total case-by-case basis you determine when they're ready to go pro 100 percent. we have a a bit of a
1: rough outline for people but it
0: always comes down to individuals
1: yeah yeah Yeah. there's a timelines that are involved um skill development that you look at Mm -hmm. um you know different things like that um also like uh the talent pool around them Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's it
0: well, we're honored to be a part of this growth, man, for real. This this past year has been awesome for us, and we're looking at 2023 as even bigger yeah. and better. This April card's sick, as you guys know. Without, yeah. without yeah. spilling too many beans, <laughs> Stout's got some fun stuff coming up on that card. Yep. How Since we did announce
1: this fight, we'll talk about this one. James Lido. How, oh, nice. How, dude,
0: how good is this kid?
1: Oh, dude, he's super good. And he's, like, you know, he's, like, super raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't even, like, really got, like, to put too much of our, like, spin on him yet right right you know what i mean he's super raw but like he's he's an athlete monster you ever watch him wrestle uh just on youtube dude he's a big move yeah yeah. bro he's a big move dude like yeah he can make it happen and
0: that's how he was in the cage too you can see it yeah yeah
1: he's a big move dude yeah i really like that mindset dude that's Mm -hmm. scary that's a scary mm-hmm. thing to go against. Somebody who you know is not af- not only not afraid to go big, but loves to Wants go to big. Once to, like lives loves for to, that yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Dude, it, that matchup is sick. Like Ken Burrs is a stud too. I'm sure you yeah. know about Ken. Yeah, he wrestled sure. at Waynesburg. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. sick wrestling matchup, MMA. How, wherever you put them in against each other at, it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that yeah. fight. I think that's going to be a good fight. It'd be sick if that could be advanced rules, but that'll never, that'll I not. It, man, I just like, I do... I like the novice roles I yeah. like at first I was like, this is dumb. Like, this is not the sport, blah, blah, blah. And then like the more the sport is growing, I can see that there is a place for these novice roles, mm-hmm. you know? Um, But like there should be I would like if there was some kind of like waiver exceptions right, yeah. where you could like explain, like you can meet certain criteria for an exception. Totally to agree. get out of it. Like uh, the Penn State dude that yep. you guys were talking about. Uh, and then, like, dude, I think if you're like, oh, yeah, well, who's Division One wrestler? Auto. Right. Auto. Because totally it's hard agree. to match these guys. Exactly. You know? So, like, you're shooting yourself in the foot on that. And then these dudes, you get one dude, he's 3-0. Oh, oh, he's ready for advanced ammys right? And then this other dude's 2-0. and oh, Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. It just, like, Isn't makes the matchmaking so difficult yeah and stuff but i like that the novice roles apply because then you can bring up somebody without background at a more reasonable pace exactly you know so there does i'm happy they they exist
0: yeah i agree with you that there needs to be a little more nuance and you guys will probably like this but when bo nickel was transitioning to mma we were going to match it like we were in talks to match him obviously we didn't we never had him fight for us but we reached out to Serb right away, and he's the only guy that Serb has ever approved for advance that we've tried with no background. He's like, oh, he's wow. like, Bo Nick- he's like, OK, oh, like, wow, yes, you're he telling me advanced.
1: Oh, that's so amazing. Three <laughs> time NCAA champ, <laughs> three time NCAA champ, four time finalist, Olympic trials finalist, a U-23 world champ. Like, come on, dude. But like, that's what it that's takes. That's the pass you're going to give. <laughs> You got to be the U23 world champ. Like, come on, man. That's like, what dude, it takes. The dude's yeah. number two on our, he was number two on our Olympic ladder to the Olympic champion, David Taylor, who also probably had a little bit of big brothering over him because like Bo, like David was like the Penn state guy. And then Bo came in. So I'm sure there was some mentorship there and you know how For hard sure. it is to beat your mentor. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like his style, like, bro. Bo is awesome, man. Like you watch him wrestle. Yeah thank oh, yeah. him oh yeah oh, thank yeah. him like dude it's such a joy to watch him wrestle he's got that like loose flow to him yep but he's got that big him, move intensity yeah dude i'm i'm super fired up about his yes. career
0: dude absolutely one of I'm my favorite matches to watch in grappling anything is gordon versus bo nickel because bo nickel Wild. thought he was gonna win you could tell dude that thought he was gonna win
1: <laughs> okay so that's I, awesome i feel like this is fair because i just like Fully pumped, Bo Nickel. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there was no way. He was going <laughs> that. But he you was know? like legit pissed
0: when he lost. Like he thought he was going to win that match. He's a true competitor. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. That I mentality's mean, sick. I have a high level of admiration for Bo Nicol. Oh, dude! How can you not? I, I'm. Everybody is super excited oh, yeah. to see where he goes now in the UFC. Yeah. When's he? Is he fighting in February?
1: Is that the? Fight? I don't know. He 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 got injured. They um, just
0: rebooked him versus uh, Jalen Turn. Is that? Jalen no, Jalen Turner. Turner's no, that 55-er. A, okay. that,
1: that guy. That's your boy. I really that's your You're boy. You're Jalen Turner? Yes. 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 He's, he's like 6'3". Yeah, yeah. Dude. Like, he's like a boy. spider, bro. He's going to be a champ.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm telling you. That guy is really good. Who yeah, he's very good. did Vicente Luque knock him? He suffered a bad knockout to somebody, didn't he? Turner? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? I don't know.
1: I feel mm. like somebody. Jamie
0: uh, Pickett. That's who he's fighting. That's who Bernard. Oh, knows he's fighting. like Jamie Pickett.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I don't know who Jalen Turner lost to because, again, like I just got back to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, like I didn't watch any UFC. I couldn't oh, stand it. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can imagine I if you're in that fight. Dude, it. I, I like it still, but I I can't tell you half the guys anymore on a card. Like yeah. I'm so invested in this now that like I don't watch UFC as, right. nearly as much. It has yeah. to be a huge I mean, fight.
1: You only have so much time. Right. 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 And you have to be so glued into the regional scene. Right. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, oh, like, you know, like you can't be that dialed into like like that scene when you 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 need to. if you start doing that, like you're going to suffer over here. Yeah. You know, you yeah. need to be glued in. You need to be seeing who's winning this fight, that fight, blah, 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 all oh, potential matchups. Oh, then you have to deal with the whole rigmarole of, oh, novice Ami, advanced Ami. When can we get this matchup? up? Da, 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 da. And this just happened
0: recently. And I appreciated you being understanding about it. But like guys are friends sometimes and we don't know about it. And mm-hmm. We pitch a fight and it's like, I didn't know.
1: I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know they were friends. I'm yeah. Sure. You were like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know these two people were friends. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. first off, that is n- you are not responsible to know <laughs> yeah, who's friends yeah. with who? yeah second off i don't know either sure <laughs> yeah but a lot of times but i like that fight we're not gonna
0: right? say that but no i liked no. i liked that fight. dude so everybody liked that fight they also liked that fight in full disclosure everybody liked it but there was a circumstance that kept it from yeah. happening you guys will all know soon enough what we're talking about i think okay but cool you'll piece it
1: together i mean i had an opinion on what that person should do mm-hmm. and i didn't think that person should do that fight because i felt like that person should take a different route okay and maybe that's what happened
0: maybe yeah i'm not sure honestly the incident. i know the fight that is happening involving your guy yeah is that's gonna be as good
1: of a matchup as it gets yeah it's gonna be tough and like that's what we're looking for with that particular fighter so you talk about like how we train these guys to career development how many amateur fights and stuff like that and like this is another thing so like we went 13 and one last year that should be difficult to do again, right? Because right. we don't want easy fights, we yeah. don't want it. I do want easy fights well, for some, certain people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for certain people, I yeah. want easy fights, because of where it's going to be on their development. You know, the person that we're speaking of is in a position, what I say to you, I said, we need tough fight for this one. Yep. right. We need a tough fight, right. Okay. And like, what I'm looking to do, and what my job is, is to get the right fights, mm-hmm. right. And there comes a time, in these Fighters' amateur career, where I try to get them beat. I coach them to win. That's awesome. But I try to get them beat. All right, because like you know, we're gonna test you, and like it definitely doesn't come early, right? Mm-hmm. My ideal, like I would love for you to start one and zero, right? It gives you a positive outlook. It uh, lets you identify as somebody who can do it, right, uh, and stuff like that. So I really. I take strides to make sure to like, try to like get like a fight that I think we're going to win for your first fight.
0: That's awesome. And then
1: depending on the type of athlete you are, depending on your experience in other sports, yep, that depends on the route we go, Hell you no. know, depends on your personality and stuff like uh Brittany, mm-hmm. right. I've been trying to get her beat, you know, like, and it's just not happening. You know what I mean? Uh, so that tells me a lot, right. She's been right. in tough spots and things like that. And in that same token though, there goes like, to talk about how it's difficult to do that all the time, mm-hmm. Brittany lost her first fight. Yep, she made her debut in CFFC, which is a tough place to make your debut in. Mm-hmm. She made her debut against um, a, a girl who had already two fights experience, right? Um, and honestly, and she made her debut against a girl who's part of our team. Wow, it was a Nick Catone girl. Nick Catone is under Ricardo Almeida, which is part of yep. the Henzo family. Gotcha, gotcha. And the Henzo family were about that. We're like, we're like, for, like we like had to talk to each other to make sure it was okay. Like we're very mm-hmm. like. Respectful of each other, you know what I mean, right? Um, but it was hard to get her a fight, so we had to take that fight, you know. Uh, Logan Pryor, a similar thing, right? Like, did I want Logan Pryor to debut against Cahill? Absolutely not, right? Yeah. I was like, damn, dude, that is not a good look for us, mm-hmm. you know. But I've been trying to get him a fight since July, you know, and like he's like, oh, coach, did you get me a fight yet? Oh, coach, did you get me a fight yet? And I'm like, no, nah, dude, no, nah, dude, no, nah, dude. And then I was like, well, you know who 100% is going to take this fight? (laughs) Cahill. Because, like, you know, like, he was, like, Logan would be a large underdog in that fight. You know what I mean? Cahill, Division I wrestler, already two fights experience, an extremely skilled grappler as Mm -hmm. well. You know, I was like, damn. And, like, part of my, like, thinking was, like, you know, maybe Logan comes out here and surprises everybody. How cool would that be? Yeah. Um, He fought a good fight. Um, The other part is is then if he loses he's 0 and 1 somebody will fight him now <laughs> yep. yeah, that's, a, that's a great point it's like oh that's he's 0 1 point. you're going to say no to an
0: 0 1 it's a win win in that regard right. for sure yeah, yeah. and yeah. Lo- logan's an interesting guy too in terms of somebody that you would look at never think he's going to be a fighter but he he had the dog in him oh, yeah. like there was some dog yeah. in that very fight very happy with absolutely. that absolutely
1: absolutely yeah. yeah logan he's a he's a really good kid mm-hmm. um but yeah he's got like got a little weirdness to them that's cool that's the best i I love it that's one thing about mma like the personalities
0: in mma make it that's what everybody loves that's what attracts everybody
1: It's so cool yeah
0: yeah so guys i don't want this run i feel like i could talk to you guys for like six hours but i'm not going to do that to the listener or you guys so we'll get out of here coaches of the year thank you guys for everything you do for real like we don't take that lightly where's
1: my gym of the year trophy
0: (laughs) (laughs) is it here it's got to be here right Present yeah, yeah, yeah. it, present, present it,
1: <laughs> show yourself. Have Ryan
0: get that. One second.
1: <laughs> I will accept this on behalf of me. <laughs> I feel
0: like that should be hand delivered to the gym, like gym of the year, show up at the doorstep. Gym of the year, buck of the year. Buck of the year. <laughs> buck of the year. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, Yeah. but thanks guys. We, we genuinely like stout, having stout in Pittsburgh, humming the way you guys do, makes the whole scene better, makes our jobs easier everything's exciting
1: about it nice yeah nice. we appreciate yeah, what you do and appreciate thanks, thanks for appreciate having us on own. absolutely yeah so. i'm gonna throw some shout outs out there do it first bro. off i'm gonna shout out the, the big dog warren stout yeah the reason that we can do all this stuff mm-hmm. you know warren took a, a belief in me as a young fighter um you know he gave me tremendous opportunity to uh work in this field and now like you know we're growing really well um going to leave here go right to the new location in bridgeville right right here it's like yeah seven minutes away i'm yeah. teaching there tonight um you know so now we got we got our four locations running that's and sick. you know we're just spreading jujitsu we're spreading the martial arts that's f- yeah five minutes great. of that
0: seven minute drive is just going through that business yeah. park yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's
0: really sure. super close yeah yeah all right definitely. gym of the year stout pittsburgh who's Let's ryan go. have R- ryan present this to wilkins on camera percent put him congratulations, on congratulations my man there Thank we you. go John. there we go look at me this it is it's a huge
1: the double watch chant. this
0: will yay yeah you're out of here will this is fine yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> Just takes them all
1: yeah very exciting thanks for having us on guys uh been looking forward to being on this podcast same bro you know very we'll have, have we'll you. have some cool stuff go down in april and then we'll we'll hop back on and show i'll let baby. you know let you know why it went down the way it went Where down we're at. hell yeah <laughs> Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. All right, cool.